Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. And I'm Derek. Derek, uh, we were just talking before we got on the, on, on the call. Uh, we almost started the podcast before we recorded. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> um, I just had the realization yesterday. So, uh, for, ba- for background, uh, for people who don't know, uh, if you haven't listened to this before this episode, um, I, I, a year ago I moved from uh, Pasadena to, to L.A., and uh, it's not a giant move, but it is a different neighborhood. And um, you live in a sweet spot, though, dude. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a cool it's a cool spot. It's a it's, cool spot for where no for where you're at mm-hmm. located and for what you have. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It's a perfect little 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 uh, little co- little little spot I can call my own. Cozy little nook right here in in, in sunny Hollywood, <laughs> California. Um, so when I lived in Pasadena, there were the 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 there weren't. Uh, 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 theater chains like uh, there was an arc light was the main theater uh, mm-hmm. and then if I wanted to go to like Alhambra south of Pasadena I could go to like an Edwards or Eagle that type of situation there wasn't an AMC around where I live now uh, there used to be an arc light right up the street now the closest theaters to me uh, are like both AMC's and so every time I've been yeah. going to the theater now it's been AMC and people have been telling me hey you should sign up for the the Stubbs thing, you pay monthly and you can see like three movies a week. And I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. And I just have never done it. But like <laughs> I, I, over the past two weeks, I think I've seen like maybe four movies in theaters. <laughs> and like, I'm like, huh, this is really adding up. <laughs> I, I know. I'm doing the exact same thing, man. I may as well just be like lighting money on fire yeah, exactly. at this point. Like, and just be like, ooh, this is fun. Yeah. Like, so, I just like yeah. Oh, needless to say, I'm going to be signing up for the Stubbs thing today because <laughs> we, we have the same thing. Regal has a stranglehold on Oceanside, uh-huh. so there's one in Carlsbad. There's mm-hmm. one. There are three. Mm-hmm. The closest one is eight minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. The second closest is in Carlsbad at the mall. That's mm-hmm. about 15 minutes away. And then the other one is about 15 minutes away in the other in the other direction towards like the beach because mm-hmm. it's like right next to the beach in downtown. Mm-hmm. So it's like no matter where I'm at, I'm always about 10 to 15 minutes away from a regal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and we went to go see the Flash, which we will <laughs> talk about. Oh, we certainly will. And oh, we must. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyway, so we were doing it, and they had an ad for it, and AJ was like, you need to get that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, I am aware of how much money I have spent on movies lately. Oh, like, dude. It's not, like it's, uh, like, it's very expensive. I feel guilty at this point. Like, <laughs> it's like... Yeah, the movies, it's so expensive now, like, especially if you're getting popcorn every time and, and, oh, and a dude, drink. It's, I don't it's, even get concessions anymore. Yeah, it's it's so expensive. It's, like, it's crazy expensive. Like, even... The concessions drive me the most nuts. Oh, 100%. So, when I go to the movies, even when I go by myself, uh, if I am if I get a movie ticket, especially... If, so, if I, if I get an IMAX movie ticket, which the last few movies I've seen in IMAX because they've been IMAX-worthy movies. Um, right. Like, The Flash and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um so an IMAX ticket. Oh, you saw the Flash in IMAX. I did see it in IMAX. Yeah. So Ooh, interesting. So you know that's a that's basic. If I, even if I go during the day, that's still a twenty dollar ticket. Um, mm-hmm. Concessions. Uh, a large popcorn is going to be like twelve. A large drink is going to be like eight. And so by the time yeah. you've done that, yeah. you've almost spent fifty dollars just to just to go. And I'm just and forget <laughs> forget about it if the theater sells beer. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> the markup on it is like I'll pay it sometimes, oh, but like the markup crazy, on dude. it is like you guys. Yeah. Like I understand. Yeah. We all gotta make a buck. Yep. However, 
it's getting a little silly. Yeah, the, the I, yeah, I, I didn't even. Uh, so the the AMC at CityWalk uh, has a bar in it, and I, mm-hmm. I looked at the cocktail menu for shits and giggles the other day, and the cocktails yeah. are all twenty dollars. I'm like, for for a movie theater, yeah, for a shot bar? of alcohol with get a little with a little chase with a little mixer in it, no, twenty dollars. I'm like, get out of here. Not. Dude, you live in like you're in LA. Yeah. You, you could swing your arm and hit a cocktail bar where a yeah, cocktail exactly. would be worth paying twenty dollars. Exactly. For. Like I say that living in North County, San Diego, right. knowing that there are right now, tonight, if I wanted like eight bars I could list off just off the top of my head where I'm like, I would gladly go and pay a twenty dollar cocktail there mm-hmm. because it's a cocktail bar. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna drop twenty bucks on an old fashioned at the movies. Dude. If I'm dropping twenty dollars on an old fashioned at the movies, it better be premium stuff. Dude, totally. I totally agree. Like, like it's it better be good if I'm spending twenty dollars for a cocktail. If I'm dropping twenty bucks, it better be real <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, it better not be no you know bottom shelf uh, bottle of whiskey I've never heard of. Uh- yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, Needless to say, I'm going to be signing up for AMC Stubbs today. Uh, yeah, totally. Because I'm doing the it, same it's, thing with it's, the it's, real. It's, it's, it's definitely needed at this point. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, uh, what else have you done this week? You uh, Besides seeing the movie we're going to talk about today, you do anything interesting? Uh, so we had some people in town last week. Great. Um, they, it was great. Loved having them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're family, mm-hmm. so it was, you know, it was nice. Um. That's how you know you're really an adult when you're hosting family from out of town. <laughs> oh no, they're not actual. Family. Oh, they're not they're actual like family. friends. Okay. Of, yeah, so they're friends that AJ's known since high school, and I have recently become um, in the since I've been with her, um, mm-hmm. I have been acquainted with them. Mm-hmm. And um, Jerry and I get along very swimmingly. We're into like a lot of the same stuff. Great. Um, Venn diagrams of nerd culture, you know? <laughs> There's lots of um, overlap. <laughs> yeah, very much. Like, it's a very overlappy Venn diagram. Yeah. Um, uh, no, so we had them in town. They had their baby shower on Saturday. Uh, so we helped out a lot with that, which was good. Um, and then this week, what did this last week? Uh, I was working mostly, mm-hmm. did that. And then, uh, oh, poor uh, Charlie. Uh, so when Jerry and Kelsey were here, she, she Charlie has what's known as happy tail. Mm-hmm. And happy tail comes from dogs with, like, long, thin tails with big, like, musculature to anchor it to. Like, greyhounds and pit bulls and boxers mm-hmm. and stuff. It's why you see boxers with the clip tails, tails yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pit bulls and stuff. And the reason why is because it's, uh, what will happen is they'll wag it so hard, it'll kill the nerve endings in the tip of the tail. Mm-hmm. And they just keep beating it against stuff because they can't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it'll her tail eventually developed like a hematoma at the tip of it. Mm-hmm. So when she would get happy and get smacking, um, it would start shooting blood all over our walls. Mm-hmm. And um, it got really bad to the point, just because she loves them so much, mm-hmm. um, it got bad to the point where there was like tissue coming. It was like the skin was ripped. There was tissue coming out of it and stuff. Yeah. So we went to the vet and the vet was like, well... <clears throat> I went in kind of knowing what would happen. AJ was like, maybe we can let it last a little bit longer. Bless her heart. Um, <laughs> right. Not that not that she's stupid. She just cares like totally. cares so much. Totally. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I get it. But like, I also am like, mm-hmm. like I, I know, know where this I is know going. Doc, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. So the doc was awesome. She was just like, hey, she goes, it's either gonna be now or it's gonna be later. Right. She's like, she literally looked at us and she goes, how often do you want to clean the walls? Right. It's literally just like what we're down to at this point. Mm-hmm. And we were like, 
Uh, uh, like, never again would be great. <laughs> yeah, I would love to not have to deal with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that was on, uh, that was last Wednesday. And then Thursday, we took her in. She got her little tail clipped off, and uh, we've just been dealing with her recovery. Healing up, yeah. But, yeah, she got about half of it taken off. She had a long tail, though. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she had a real long tail. So she's got a, she's got a cute little halfy. Nice. You know? Yeah. It's all shaved and stuff right now, but, nice. you know. <laughs> she'll get back to it and you know stuff she's a little she's been a little tired this week obviously because she's been on like sedation meds sure. and stuff uh-huh. like that so she's been a she's been a nappy little pup yep well that's good I'm but, glad she's on the yeah. road on the road to recovery yeah and it's gonna be so much better because when we got her home and she was running when she kinda after the surgery and she was kinda running around and like wagging her tail a little bit it didn't hit any furniture and she'd like take the regular path that she yeah. would hit, like, usually do didn't take, hit any furniture or walls and I was just like oh it tells me we did the right thing. Man. Yes. So. A, miracle, a miracle of science. Uh, I know. I know. So <laughs> it was sad to have to do it. It was sad to see her all drugged out. Yeah. But um, she's going to be a lot happier. We're all going to be a lot yes. happier for it. Yes. So. Cool. But yeah. How was uh, How was your week? What did you do? Uh, week was good. I saw a couple movies. Um, uh, what did you see? I saw a movie called um, Past Lives. Mm. It's an A twenty four. It's A twenty four's latest movie. It's a uh, dude. They're cranking. Dude, stuff they are. Out right they're now. really. They're really uh, killing it. I can't keep up. I didn't realize how many movies have been released already by A twenty four this year. Yeah. I was like, oh word, I need to catch up. Yeah, like, no, that's... they're they're really killing it. This movie is like, um, this movie is a. Um, I would call it a. Uh, it's a love story. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a romantic comedy. It doesn't really follow all of those tropes. It's more just a story about um, a love. It's it's a story about it's it's really a story about immigration. It's it's a story about okay. um, a woman who lived who's from Korea, South Korea, um, who mm-hmm. her childhood best friend uh, is this guy that um, they clearly uh, have a uh, at the very least a childlike love for each other. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and at twelve years old, she moves her family immigrates to the United States, and his family stays behind. And it's kind of just like a story about what it's like when you when you leave a country for another country. Like we often, the movies and stories all often just follow the main character, and that's where we stay. But this movie kind of asks the question, like, well, what happens to the people who stick around, like, and stay home? Uh, what happens to those yeah. people and their stories and, and and that kind of thing? And so and and can love persist through that? And it's not really like a ooh, I want to see them get together type romantic comedy. It's more so just an exploration of the feelings people feel when they you know when you know they're forced to move halfway across the world and all that kind of stuff. It's just a yeah. beautifully shot character piece. There's some great acting. The all the actors in it are really good. Um, yeah, it was really enjoyable. It was really fun. I saw it on a matinee, just on a whim, um, and yeah, it was. It was I love matinees. Yeah, yeah, just off the strength. Like of, a good random chance matinee or a new movie that you know isn't going to be very packed on that matinee. Hundred percent. I love that. Like waking up in the morning and just being, being like, I'm going to go see a movie today. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. No, it was great. Um, now my movies are so scheduled out where I'm like, okay, this comes <laughs> out this day, so we got to time this out yeah. with that, and then I got to like watch this one, and then this one will be if I wait long enough, that'll be on streaming, and I can watch that next week in between these two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like it's like a job. Hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It's like it takes that amount of scheduling sometimes for sure. Um, oh. And then uh, I don't know. Did we talk about Transformers: Rise of the Beast last episode? We did. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I saw that. That was part mm-hmm. of uh, this past week. I think what else did I do this week? Oh, um, 
I guess this would be cool to mention this on, on the pod. Uh, at uh, so UCB Harold uh, Her- nights uh, when all the house teams get up is is on Mondays. This past Monday, mm-hmm. uh, uh, as we're recording this, this past Monday was Juneteenth, um, oh, yes. uh, the holiday, and uh, it was uh, in in light of Juneteenth, UCB did a a from fr- uh, UCB Franklin. From what I know. I, from what I can think, was the first ever they did an all-black performer Herald Night, uh, which was <clears throat> amazing. Um, it was all the black performers that are on Herald teams and and um, Lloyd teams. Uh, they did. Uh, we all did a Herald together. And we they formed us into mashup teams. There was fourteen of us, which I <laughs> is probably a UCB record of, of black people on Herald Night at one time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we all performed together uh, and, and got a chance to play because uh, you know we're all on separate teams usually. So it was really fun to just um, have a have a have a night full of people who, who look like you for once. Uh, <laughs> doing doing comedy and doing improv and it was just really special and really fun and um, hopefully we get to do it again at some point. Um, yeah, it was just a really cool a really cool opportunity to, to get to do that. Um, yeah, that was my week. Um, yeah, it was really a lot of fun. A lot of good a lot of good stuff this past week. Still teaching these kids improv, uh, these junior high school kids improv for the summer. That's going as good as it can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, man, that's. <laughs> That's that's my week basically. Uh, yeah, it was good, good week. It sounds like a good week. Yes. Um, shall we uh, get to some news and then get to the movie? Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, slide into the DMs. It's kind of quick. a big. It's kind of a big week for news, actually. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of stuff that happened. There's a lot of stuff. Let's uh, pull this up. I'll go from the top. If you want to go from the bottom, we can bookend. Sure. It. Cool. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so this is this is a funny quote uh, or a funny yeah. anecdote uh, you sent from IGN. Uh, apparently, Tom Cruise wanted his big Mission Impossible Seven stunt filmed on the first day in case it killed him, <laughs> which is yeah. Om- yeah. which is o- which is only Tom Cruise logic. <laughs> it is, but also Simon Pegg is on record and he's gone on record saying like I think Tom Cruise is going to kill himself doing a stunt. One Probably. Day. And when we watched the trailer on it last night, AJ looked at me and she was like, "Do you think he's going to die doing one of these?" And I was like, "I think he." wants to die doing one of these. I think that would make him the most happiest. He wants to go out. He would be so happy going out in a freaking blaze of glory. Like 100%. just You know what I mean? Yes. Like adrenaline pumping. He's an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> he wants to die with adrenaline in his system. Yeah, making something for the masses to love, you know? Even if it's just that clip, like I would want them to air that clip. Yeah, 100%. Too. If, he, if he biffed it, like, oh, let me watch the Tom Cruise death. I'm, like, I yeah. feel like he would be like, I, in a way, that would be like honoring him because he's like, this is how I wanted to go. It's like, well, let's watch it then. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think, uh, you I psychopath. Think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably written in his will somewhere that if I'm working on a movie and I die, you have to release it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, has to be. Yeah, I'm sure. Has to be. <laughs> Even if it's just a movie up until that point. Yeah. And then they do the stunt, and they're like, and that's all we got. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just End credits. Ten, ten minutes of movie and then credits. <laughs> yeah. The open, the cold open for yeah, like exactly. a spy movie, and then it's just credits. I'd be like, I still, if Tom Cruise died doing a stunt like that, it's going to be the most amazing freaking stunt ever, or he's going to like choke on a chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there is no There's mediocre no in between. way out yeah. for that man. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I mean, possibly the mediocre would be like he really breaks his back and hurts himself yeah. to a point where he can't do stunts anymore. Yeah. 
but I still think he'd probably be like, no, let me die. 100%. Yeah, it would be such a bummer if he died of something really mundane and like... <laughs> like on the toilet. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, man. I'd be like, there is no justice in this world. You know, you hear Tom Cruise died on his toilet? In space? No, just at home. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> Underwater? Yeah, exactly. In a volcano? <laughs> no, at home. Aw. <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Right. My day is a little bit sadder knowing that. Yeah. Now. <laughs> what, uh, what you got? What story you got? Uh, WB executives visited Peter Jackson in New Zealand to discuss more Lord of the Rings movies. Why? Stop. <laughs> let it just let it go. <laughs> let it breathe for like a yeah. decade, yeah, dude. We're already going to get a ton of video games. Yeah. Like, we're already going to get a ton of freaking video games. Just let them do the video yeah. games, man. It, yeah. Like, let us just <laughs> just give us a break from Screen Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. The TV show proves you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You wouldn't even know what you were doing if you did know what you were doing. That doesn't make sense, but it weirdly enough does. And, like, <laughs> like it's just, like, good night, people. Like, I feel, put yeah. some quality shit together or just don't do anything i feel like if there's one movie franchise that like literally no one is asking for more movies of right now it's lord of the rings <laughs> yeah. like everyone's like just the leave it only, alone for now <laughs> the only way yeah i would ever say yes do a lord of the rings television show or movie most likely a movie mm-hmm. if this director agrees to it even though he has said that he's done with live action is i'd say stop beating around for peter jackson to do lord of the rings get guillermo del toro to do a lord of the rings movie be, and just be done with it that would it. be really cool <laughs> like yeah his style fits yes it's a storybook but also like grim and real and yes. grounded like he's perfect he's a perfect director for yes. that yes yeah. the fairy tales he reads and he follows and uses as allegories for his movies i'm like that yeah it yeah i want to see his orcs <laughs> yeah i do too yeah uh, he probably you know, would have been a great see. choice for a um, for uh, what's the other franchise uh, that's kind of like Lord of the Rings, the video game franchise. They did a movie. Uh, Witcher. No, the other. I mean, he would be good no. for that too. But um, what's the one? Oh, he'd be great for Witcher. I didn't even think about <laughs> yeah. that until I said it, and it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what's very the other good. one that has orcs in it? And they tried to make a movie out of it, but it wasn't very good. Um, it's not Dungeons and Dragons, but it's the other game. Oh, was it World of Warcraft? Warcraft. I think he, he yeah, could have World done a Warcraft. cool Warcraft yeah, yeah. movie. He would have done a great Warcraft yeah. movie. Um, but they wanted just to transcribe a video game to the big screen without knowing what they were actually doing. Yeah, so, that movie was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Um, I felt bad for the for the actors in that yeah. movie. Um, it was such a big swing, but like it just was not great. <laughs> it was a big swing, but just with such a hollow script. Yeah, 100%. And like we're used to that. Mm-hmm. But not like that. Yeah. That was just, it was soulless. It was just straight accountants walked into a room full of writers and were like, make me a World of Warcraft movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, that movie is not great. But yeah, if Guillermo it del Toro did a Lord of the Rings, I'd be, I'd be all it's in. It's the only way I'd be like, Mr. Del Toro, can you please come out of retirement from live acting? from live action and uh, just do a Lord of the Rings thing for me just once. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be long. It could be 30 minutes. I don't care. I don't care. I just care. want to see what it would look like. Yeah. And I don't want to look at it through through shitty AI either. Yes, exactly. Because now people are like, oh, but you can do that now. I'm like, no, you can't because it's not perfect. Yeah, totally. And it will never be perfect because no. it can never imitate the mind of an amazing person like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I totally agree. Um so uh, we got a rumor here uh, that uh, James Gunn might be considering Halle Bailey, who just played uh, the Little Mermaid. 
um, to be the next uh, Zatanna in his new DC Cinematic Universe. I don't know anything about this character. Um, I'm going to look up a little bit. Yeah. I don't really. DC, as the DCU comes out, I will be learning a lot more because the Snyderverse was great, but it didn't... um, it didn't really educate you enough mm-hmm. on the heroes, and I think James Gunn will be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my knowledge is a little weak when it comes to DC stuff, but um, Zatanna Zatara. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast, but I saw the Little Mermaid. Did we talk about that? Oh, we have not. What'd you think? It was fine. Uh, it was. It was a movie. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't like offensively bad the way that it could have been. Um, mm. uh, if, if you, if you can just, if you can just kind of, also, I will say this in the trailer, it's a little harder to buy into the CG than it is when you actually just watch the movie. Uh, okay. uh it makes a lot more sense. Like when you're just watching the movie, it's still not, it's still not, it wouldn't have been my first choice to make the animals look like that, but it's fine. Like it works in the <laughs> I movie. I think it was anyone's <laughs> yeah. first choice. It's like, Oh, Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> well, did you see the first run for flounder? Yeah. Crazy. Like when they were like, this is what Flounder looks like. And everybody's like, ah! And they're like, okay, we'll change it, we'll change it, we'll change it, we'll change it. Yeah. It, it was still very weird to have them be really photorealistic, especially in a movie where uh, so much... I mean, it's not a real place. Like, it's not even as grounded of a place as like let's say the pirates of the movie the pirates of the caribbean movies are like it's it's sure. it's it's more even storybook than that so the, i think the characters could hmm. the, the the animals could have looked more cartoon and it would have been just fine um but uh, that being said uh the story i mean it's a little mermaid uh there's some improvements to the story that i like modernizing of the story that i think work um the, the songs are good um, it's fine. It's uh, Halle yeah. Bailey's great in it. She's she's a good actress. I heard that she did a really good she's job. She's great. It was just kind of everything else surrounding her that wasn't. Yeah, it's just like, kind of boring awesome. and just kind of like all right. Well, I heard Aquafina's scuttle song and was like, I am. <laughs> don't know if I'll see that movie now. Yeah, there were a couple. I have <laughs> nothing against Aquafina. I just heard that it's that song. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Why are we? A couple doing of the this? new songs were like a little cringe, but I mean, it's Lin Manuel Miranda, so like it's gonna have a little cheese to it. Um, and it's gotta have that hip hop. Yes, hop, you know hop. someone's got a rap in it, uh, which was unfortunate. Uh, but uh, it's so unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, but it's not. It's not even rap. It's like yeah, it's like musical theater it's rap, drama nerd theater kid rap. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just like, stop. Yeah, like you're doing the art form a disservice, 100%. man. Like, yeah. good lord, you are just yeah. I can rap. I'm tough. I'm tough. Like it's like stop. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, but okay. uh, I, I am interested to see her do more things because she, I think she is a pretty talented actress. So um, I think she is too. Yeah. So to be, I liked her on Blackish. That's the only other thing I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. And I liked her character cool. in that. I was like, that's great. And then when she got her own spinoff, I was like, okay, someone's doing well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you no, she's she's good. I, I'm interested to see her if she is going to uh, enter a, a cinematic universe of superheroes. I think uh that character could be cool i mean the, the look of the character alone is pretty cool mm-hmm. um did you find some inter- information about the uh, yes. about zatanna zatanna zatara is a fictional magician appearing oh, no 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 shit she's fictional thank you wikipedia <laughs> thanks um appearing in american comic books published by DC comics characters created by gardner fox and murphy anderson mm-hmm. first appeared in hawkman number four in november 1964 so she's been around for a while mm-hmm uh, Zatanna is a stage magician with actual mystic powers, much like her father, Zatara, granting her magical powers, notably controlled by invoking commands, speaking incantations. Uh, oh, 
invoking commands and speaking incantations backwards. Mm, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Her powers originate from her homo magi heritage, an offshoot of humanity capable of naturally ma- manipulate naturally manipulating magic energies. She is known for her involvement with both Justice League and Justice League Dark, having served as a leadership for both teams. And that is the quick rundown on her. Okay, great. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's perfectly fine. What an interesting character. I think she'll be good at it, for sure. Watch everybody freak out about Haley Bailey taking a royal that's not for black people, <laughs> or so they say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just like, get ready for the stupid backlash on that again. Yeah, I, it, we would be so sick not to have to deal with that every time just, someone gets cast just, as something. <laughs> good lord, I would be so happy if I never had to hear people talk about it. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but she's not black in the comics. I don't. They're not doing the comics, dude. They're doing movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's literally what I want to tell comic book people when they're yeah. like, "I want more comic book actor stuff." I'm like, "They're not doing comics, bro. Yeah. They're making." There's movies. not like, one Batman like, in the comics who looks like uh, what's his name, Robert Pattinson, and yet here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. See you bitching about that. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think she's she's yeah, cool. Great. I think James Gunn seems to be seems to be knowing knows what he's doing with this. I go, so. this is what I do. I go, James Gunn, DC, Halle Bailey, great, yeah, awesome. That cool. Sign me up. <laughs> yes, uh, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next story you got? Uh, we got Phoebe Waller Bridge confirmed. She's working on Amazon's Tomb Raider series. Oh, okay, cool. It- and she worked on Indiana Jones. So if I think Indiana Jones might be a kind of a fun indication of what she's capable of doing with the Tomb Raider series. Okay. So that would be so I'm kind of I will be looking at Indiana Jones as kind of a proof of concept, mm-hmm. a loose, very loose proof of proof of concept for. Um, sorry, I'm like spitting all over myself. <laughs> That's weird. Um, um, yeah. So proof of concept for a Tomb Raider series. Any, you think? Any I just chan- want to see how she. Sorry, I was going to oh, say go any chance no, you please. think they're going to make them uh, the same universe. <laughs> That's a fun idea. It's not a terrible idea. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> it's not a terrible idea. That's not a, and she's playing his niece. Yeah. I, so if she's playing his niece, Laura, I'm looking this up on. Yeah. I'm gonna ruin it. I'm looking it up on IMDb right now. I'm gonna die. I mean, I'm die the amount of coordination that would have to take between Amazon and Disney. <laughs> Wait, because yeah. uh, Indiana Jones is Disney, right? Uh, yes. yes. Okay. It's uh, Paramount. Well, Paramount. Oh, it's Paramount. Disney. Okay. Yeah. It originally came out on Paramount, but Disney owned, like, did the partnership with Lucasfilm when they started making the uh, Star Wars uh-huh. movies together. And then um, that's when they got the rights to Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones came over. Uh, well, they had it before that somehow because they co owned Lucasfilm or something like that. I'm not real sure because I was younger when all this stuff went down. Yeah. But they have, but Disney owns partial rights to. Uh, Indiana Jones in conjunction with Paramount. Yeah, I think it's similar and to if Paramount is doing Amazon. Right, that would make it easier. It's. I think transition. it's similar to like the relationship between Sony and Marvel for the Spider-Man characters. It's kind of mm-hmm. like well, yeah. back before we were willing to make these movies, you guys were the production company that made it. But now we have our own production company, so <laughs> we want to have a say in this. Uh, it's probably yeah, a similar exactly. type thing with that. Because um, apparently George Lucas came up with the story for Indiana Jones. Um, uh, Steven Spielberg directed it. Right. Uh, George Lucas came up with the story. I believe Steven Spielberg helped write the screenplay. That makes sense. Yeah. As well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she is not playing a character named Lara. Okay. She's playing a character named Helena, or Helena, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yes. Cool. Um, I will be watching. Speaking of Lord of the Rings movies, 
There is a Lord of the Rings War of the Rohirrim uh, animated feature film coming out. Okay. So that is the um, the writers of Rohan, mm-hmm. the um, the Viking writing guys that uh, Urban uh, Keith Urban Keith Urban Carl Urban <laughs> Keith <is>. Urban <laughs> country <laughs> musician Keith Urban. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. Yeah. It's not country. I was trying to approximate Keith Urban's country music voice, and then I realized I don't know what Keith Urban's country music voice sounds right, like. Right, because he's Australian. So like he's Australian. Uh, it's so weird. <laughs> My favorite American is Keith Urban. Well, I have bad news for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a true patriot. Yeah. Well, for his own country, I'm sure. It's so weird, like an Australian guy making it big in the American country, country world. Country music. Yeah. Like, so big, he, like, plays the Grammys. Yeah, like, so weird. Um, I know. In other DC uh, casting news, uh, Jensen Ackles says he wants to play Batman in the DCU. He says, I'd love it. Sign me up. Uh, like we always say, I'd also love $20 million. <laughs> yes. I don't mind it. You know, he does the voice of Batman in the animated stuff. Oh, right? I didn't know that. That's Yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of does. sense. So he already voices, and if they're going to... And if James Gunn is going to cross over and use people that do animation for the live action so, the, like, they're, so that it's the same, mm-hmm. we that could actually be something that happens. I think he'd be a great Batman, especially... I think he'd be yeah, awesome. Especially the, the, the kind of Batman that DCU needs that like can team up with other people. Because I like Robert Pattinson in doing his own thing. But if you're going to do mm-hmm. like a yeah, Justice a League loner. type thing, I think Jensen Ackles would be a great uh, choice for that. Um, yeah, but a Batman that could also do his own stuff. Sure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, have his own adventures, but then when Superman breezes into town, he's like, Batman, I need you. Yeah. He's like, all right, mm-hmm. where are we going? To our space, our secret space face. Yeah, I also think he'd be a good Batman to do like the Brave and the Bold and like do like the Bat Family and all that. Like, I think he he kind of has that kind of like, uh, like dad kind of energy to him. Yeah, that I think would be really cool. Well, he's older brother energy. Yes, and so that translates as you get older and you put other people. It translates to dad energy. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think he'd be a good Batman to have a Robin and see that storyline and Mm -hmm. all that. Um, I think that'd be great. Um, Marvel Studios is skipping Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con amid the writer strikes and productions on pause. Um, I mean, sure, that's maybe the reason they're doing it, but I mean, they haven't been there in a couple years from what I remember. I know. So That's why I sent it to you. I was like, but you haven't been there in a couple years, exactly. so like, why is this? Why are we supposed to be like, <gasps> Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> like, you have, like, they stole you away from Comic-Con. Like, Comic-Con isn't as good anymore mm-hmm. because, like, nobody's, like, because DC's even like, we're having our own conference. And it's like, stop. Right. That's what Comic-Con was the point of, was to bring everything together in one spot. Right. So we didn't have to do this, like, partisan thing, man. Yeah. Like, that was the whole point of freaking streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and Netflix only. Yes, 100%. But we are where we are, unfortunately. Sorry, I'm getting out of my old man corner. It's all right. Um, Back in my day... <laughs> What's better? I I don't know. I actually don't think so. Uh, um, what 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 you got next? Uh, Tom Holland says part of him wants to walk away from Spider Man. Yeah, I get uh, that. Quote: I feel like we hit. Yeah, well, I I feel like we hit a home run with our first franchise, and there's a part of me that wants to walk away with my head held high. Tom Holland said, though he also said Marvel doesn't ha- uh, Marvel does have a good idea for Spider Man Four. He said, say that last part again. Um, I'm sorry. He said Marvel has a good idea for Spider Man. Oh, 4. I'm sure they do. <laughs> so he's not totally walking away, yeah. but like he's been Spider Man for a long time. A long time now. Time now. And yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like he's we're seeing him trying to like he's trying to figure himself out now. He's trying to do different movies mm-hmm. and those haven't been as big as successful, which is great for him because he has a backup plan with playing Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that merch money keeps him nice and rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I'm sure. Uh 
but like he I get it he wants a break he's been working hard for a long time yeah Totally, you know. Um, but I'm sorry, buddy. But you signed a contract with the devil. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna make you work until like until you can't work anymore. Right. Like, also, like if I was his like, his manager or his agent or whatever, I would tell him, "Look, man, right now you still look young enough to play uh, a young guy like Spider-Man. You still have this boyish kind of look to you. I would just say milk that for all it's worth." Because uh, yeah. at some point you're not gonna look like that anymore. Nope. So I would just keep. And then you can do your serious yes, roles. And then you can do whatever you want after that. But while you still look yeah. 17, please play Spider-Man. You know what Let's I mean? Let's make some <laughs> exactly. Money. Like I hate to sound like a soulless dick, but right. I would agree with you 100. percent I just be like, Tom. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Got to ride this gravy train as to. hard and as long as you possibly can. You have, you have to. to. Like, I'm sorry. You're Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and you're the teenage, like, the, you're the young spider and not like Andrew Garfield in his mid-20s, yeah. like, high school Spider-Man. You're actual, like, yes. everybody connects with you in a way. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. you got to do this. Yep. Like, you don't get a break for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you could go on as many vacations in between your projects as you want. Yeah. Like. I think you could totally do... If I were, if I were, um, uh, what's his name, uh, 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 Kevin Feige, I would probably do three more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, and then find a, if he still wants to not do it, I'd, I'd write him out at that point. Because if you 100%. can do, if you can do, okay, because we we've never seen a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man movie, like we haven't gotten that yet, so we deserve at least one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. So then, which is probably what the next one will be. Um, uh, uh, at least that's what it's been set up for. So you got to do that. I don't want. I don't want Spider Man in London. No, Spider Man abroad. No, like we've seen we've that. Seen it, it was fine. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. Yep. I was just like, I, that's not what Spider Man is. He's not an international superhero. No. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yes. The only people that are supposed to know about him are in the neighborhood or New York at large, where they're like, all right, Spider Man. Like that's the best part. He's one of the people. They love him. Yep. Because uh, I think what I mean, if I'm Marvel slash Sony, I think what they want to build to is a live action Spider Verse type movie, uh, and mm-hmm. you could totally oh, do clearly. that. You could totally do that. Um, you do the next movie is your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, where he takes on some classic Spider Man villains. Just get just make a solid, uh, like fan pleasing Spider Man movie. The next mm-hmm. one you can, uh, you know, the next one you can. Uh, I mean, in the, you can introduce the Miles Morales character in the fourth one, like, or excuse me, in the fifth one after that, or you can introduce mm-hmm. him in the fourth one and have the fifth one be a be a team up movie or something like that, where he's kind of training Miles, and then the have him fight Carnage. Yes, that, I think that would be great because you also need to do. I think they also want to do the Venom crossover, uh, which could mm-hmm. have which could happen. Oh, they want it so bad yes. that they they did not set themselves up no, for success they in did not. any way, shape, or form. Yeah, they did not. Like, um, that's the thing I don't appreciate about Sony is they don't think. Yes, they're just kind they just of go yes. off half cocked, and they're like, "Let's just make a movie." <laughs> yeah. It's like we have rights to Morbius. These are vampires. Vampires are cool. It's like, yeah, in like Twilight days. Yeah, I think like if the the vampire craze is over, like like, and you didn't even do him right. Right. Like, yeah, I think if you do a good solid fourth movie that has all the elements that people want of just a friendly neighborhood Spider Man movie, you have a couple classic villains. Maybe Kingpin mm-hmm. shows up because he's around on Sandman. TV. Sandman. You could do Scorpion. People want to see Scorpion. There's, you, we haven't seen Scorpion. We have not seen Scorpion. We should. That's what the villain should be. The villain should be Scorpion. I think that'd be great because we haven't seen him before. Anything else is just going to be a replay of like, oh, we've seen this before. How are they going to do it mm-hmm. different this time? But we've never seen Scorpion before. Totally. Or Shocker done well. Shocker done well would be really good. 
Um, so there's options. You do a really solid fourth movie, and then if you introduce um, Miles Morales, and, and if you bring in Venom and do that as a fifth movie, and you just pretend like the other Venom, like Sony verse stuff, like Morbius and all that, never happened, and you oh you can just forget it. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be totally fine to do Venom in the fifth movie. That way, you give you can do the whole Peter Parker gets the the black symbiote suit and kind of starts acting weird towards Miles and doing all that storyline. That'll they're about to do that in the next Spider. Man game, so there's precedent yeah. mm-hmm. for that. Um, and then in the sixth movie, you can do a Spider Verse movie in which uh, you get to get all your fun that we had in like sort of uh, across the Spider Verse. But you can do that uh, version of that kind of thing uh, in the in the in, in uh, Tom Holland's last movie. And then you can that'd be a nice way to send him off, whether you want to kill him or just have him ride off into the sunset. Uh, you can figure out how to do that. Um, but the only so kill him. The, it, it, yeah, you have to kill him. Yeah, no more Tom Holland. Yes, uh, just do it. I, I, I would Tom be perfectly Holland fine be happy. with that. Kill his Spider Man mm-hmm. and then be like, "Bye, thanks, Tom. Really appreciate you. You did a great job at Spider Man." Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I also think that after that, we need a break from Spider Man. Hundred um, percent. You can do you can do animated shows for kids. Mm-hmm. Totally cool, not a problem. Mm-hmm. But after that, the big screen needs a break from Spider Man for. A little while. Yeah, because also remember, in between those, you know, hypothetical Spider-Man sequels, like solo movies, we still have Avengers movies that Spider-Man, in theory, yes, needs to be a be part, part of. of. So, uh-huh. And then the yeah. other thing, too, is, oh, maybe after you do his Spider-Man movies, maybe his series of movies is done, and then you just have Tom Holland on an on-call basis being like, hey, we're putting an Avengers movie together. Totally. Can you be in L.A. for a day? Mm-hmm. Just show up. You're going to say, like, five lines, and then you'll go home, and you'll, that'll be it. And he'll be like, yeah, great. Like, yeah. Um, cause, because as he, because that'd be fun to check in with Peter as he like ages up, totally. you know, but he's still doing his Spider-Man thing. Totally. So he's like on call for the Avengers, yeah. you know, he's not a main roster character, but every so often in one movie, it'd be fun to hear the, and it yeah. just lands and like, Peter, and he's like, I thought you guys need some help. It's like, yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I, I would love to see a live action Spider-Verse movie. I would love to see all the casting and all of that. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, he does need to be at least in one of these next Avengers movies for sure. He needs to be in the the the, the big one, the Secret Wars, uh, the, because yeah, every character is in that. But he doesn't necessarily have to be a main role, but he definitely has nope. to show up. Um, so- I'd say he should have, have about as much his role as he did in like Endgame. Mm-hmm. I mean, in between Endgame and Infinity War, right. like if you combine those into one movie, like his involvement. I mean, granted, he was dead and dust for like most of that timeline, yeah. but. What I, you get what I'm saying. Like totally. He, in the big fight, he had enough to do, and it was like, ah, oh, Peter's back. You yeah. Know? I wonder, because if they're still planning to do the Young Avengers, I, I don't know if that's going to include him or a different version of, a, like, a different Spider character. I know mm-hmm. they're trying to do, I, I, but I don't still, know if it's MCU canon, but I know they're trying to do the, they're still putting together the Spider, like, the Spider Woman, like the Madam Web movie, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Which would that's Sony. which would introduce a bunch of different Spider Women characters, uh, uh, I'm assuming. Maybe even a spider, a live action spider Gwen, which would be which would be interesting. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested to see like what if they end up still doing the Young Avengers. I don't know if that's going to be a movie or a TV show, but if they end up doing that, uh, I think they still are interested because uh, they introduced that Hulk son and uh, mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Oh, they're Kate Bishop. building towards they're building it. towards it. Yeah, they're building towards it. Even if they do nothing for it, they're built. They're they're smartly putting the building blocks in place yes. so they could be like, and here we I go. I think it could be a cool series. I don't know if it'd be too expensive to do as a series, but I think you could totally do it as like a cool um, like miniseries. Um, 
kind of like what they're doing with like um, the secret invasion. Just kind of do like a six to eight episode miniseries of like the a yeah. young adventure, a young Avengers like journey. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah. Also, uh, another quick note here: the 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 Hulk uh, movie rights have reverted to Marvel, um, yes. which means Incredible Hulk is now streaming on Disney Plus, and uh, we're probably going to get some kind of Hulk thing in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Now that this exists, I think people have wanted a a solo Hulk thing for a minute, especially the Planet Hulk storyline, which we got a little kind tiny taste of in Thor Ragnarok, but. Uh, I think there's uh, there's enough there to do something interesting with that character, even if it's not a movie. Uh, I think they want to do something with the Hulk, and so I think that mm-hmm. that could be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else? What other stories you got? Um, we got one here. Um, they're doing a live action Bambi movie. It found its director. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Why? I know the answer to uh, that. I have an answer. Because they did The Lion King. Yeah. It's basically an animated movie. And they don't understand the difference between... They're blurring the lines between animation and live action. Yeah. And I don't want to see an animated movie with a bunch... A live, quote, live action movie that's animated with a bunch of animals. Yeah. Like, I want to see animation movie. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Like, but don't try to pretend that this is live action. Like, stop. Yeah. I yeah. From a business, it's funny because ironically, from a business standpoint, like what they do, what they're doing by redoing all these animated movies in live action makes total business sense in the sense in like the long game of business. Because if you oh, meaning they're taking the money out of the rights, <laughs> the people that like made the movies in the first place, so they don't have to pay them anymore. Because that's why they're doing it. Oh yeah. I mean, well, it, it, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I didn't even thought about that side of it, but um, just the idea of getting newer generations invested into an IP that you already have. Uh, I think is just like <laughs> it's a smart move. It sucks creatively because it's like well, no, use that for new stuff. But I totally, yeah. I totally get why they're doing it. It just is kind of a bummer. Like no, no one's yeah. asking for this. <laughs> well, especially Bambi. Yeah, like what? What is the okay? What is okay, the movie? okay. I have a question. I have a question for Disney. If Disney's gonna do Bambi, which is arguably a very depressing opening movie, mm-hmm. Up was too. But if you're gonna do the class, if you're gonna do the classics. When are you going to do Fox and the Hound? Yeah. When are you going to do that massively depressing movie that shouldn't have been made for kids but was made for kids? When are you going to do that? When are you going to have the balls – when are they going to have the balls to make that? Yeah, I don't know. Like I hate this like cherry-picking whatever. Like Bambi doesn't even make sense. Why are you making Bambi when you haven't even made Snow White? Yeah. If we're going to make them. Well, they made Maleficent, you see. <laughs> that's different. Different universes. Maleficent is uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, Get guess, your IPs right, bro. Oh, I guess they haven't done Snow White. Snow White's a weird no. one too, though. Like they're all weird. Snow White's darkest. All those fuck. stories are weird. Um, the only, Abbott? you know, what movie I think deserves a remake in this sort of like style, I think would be their Disney's uh, Robin Hood with the animal Robin Hood. With version. the animals would be that'd great. be sick. Mocap with the animals that'd be sick. that would be fire. Yeah. Show me that movie. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. That'd be a really fun thing to watch. Uh, that to, to me, that is like a property they have that's begging to be remade with it with current technology. But instead, they keep doing movies and that are and current sensibilities. Instead, they keep doing movies that are just like fine the way they are and like yeah, just rescreen Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what if you have to pay some people some rights money? Yeah, that's kind of what the whole point of art is for. Yeah, it's uh like collaborative art. That's what how it works, man. Like <laughs> totally. Ugh. Yeah, it's a bummer. 
<laughs> dude, I just I hate it when the accountants get in control sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's nice because then they're like, here's like a ton of money to make Marvel. And it's like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, they're like, we need to remake all the Disney movies. It's like, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop ripping the soul out, dude. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Speaking of rehashing like, things at Disney. Uh, oh, what, are, what? Buzz and Woody are confirmed uh, to return for Toy Story oh, yes. 5, which is Toy coming. Story 5. <laughs> Because why not? What what could the story possibly be? I also counter be? with why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like I have nothing against the Toy Story movies. They've brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. Yeah. And they're good, and they're funny, and they're great for kids, and they're great for adults. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a perfect, great movie if you don't know what you want to watch, and you've got a bunch of young kids that just like bright colors and movement, and then you've got a bunch of adults that want an anchored story. Yeah. They're great. Any, any, stop, any make, guesses, stop making them. <laughs> any guesses as to what this movie's going to be about? Toy Story well, 5. Well, they almost already went to hell. So. Right. Yeah, the last one was kind of about like. I hope they do a homeward bound thing where they go to the <laughs> where they to rehash the one from three where they go to the dump mm-hmm. and then have to find their way home from it. So, he, but like make that the movie. If I had to guess, here's my here's my pitch for Toy Story five because each Toy Story movie, especially the latter sequels, they're all kind of about something. They're all kind of like a meditation mm-hmm. on something. The last one, Toy Story four, was kind of a meditation on like being different and like being you know uh 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 i i I mean i i I don't think it's crazy to say that uh being disabled is part of that that storyline of being i didn't even see four okay got you yeah four was good no desire yeah i I totally i totally get it you cannot squeeze any caring out of me for this franchise anymore like i get it I stop making them. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember why I saw it, but it's a law of diminishing returns. You're they're just you're not going to keep making home runs. It's like yeah. look at the rest because every single time Pixar comes out with a new movie, given the track record that by and large with the output that they have, most of them are not up to par mm-hmm. with the Pixar that we were raised, the level of Pixar that we were raised with. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in a recent episode, but like I just look at them I'm like you're gonna like what happens if this one's the Toy Story that sucks? Right. You're going to go out on that? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. You get lucky every time. Yeah. Like, you you are you are literally begging to, like, create a turd. <laughs> yeah. Like, just by doing this. Like, stop. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, the, the third movie's about death. The fourth movie's about being different, differently abled. I think the fifth movie, um, if I had to pitch it, because uh, and they also follow the chronology of Andy's life, and so at this point, yeah. Andy's an adult now. Because I think the last one he's like in college. Um, I think in this one, uh, what could be interesting is if they deal with like because it could be a way to talk about AI and stuff like that uh, in an interesting way. I think they could do a a a thing where one of Andy's like video game characters uh, becomes. It gets added to the toy mix, and they have to. The other toys feel like they have to compete with like new technology and like a video game character. I think that could be interesting. Um, you know what I hope it is? What? I hope it's Andy takes his toys to college, and every time he tries to hook up with a girl, they find his toys and they don't let him do what he wants to do. <laughs> so it's just a movie of him getting frustrated and realizing that, hey, I'm an adult. Maybe it's time to not have these freaking toys with me all the yeah. time. Or maybe it's Toy Story, but it's like sex Toy Story. <laughs> Oh, they meet a dildo. Yeah, exactly. What are you? I'm. Yeah, voiced by Andy Dick. Uh. <laughs> I'm. My name is. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, I think a uh, video game character could be very interesting. Uh, uh, I think there's a lot of good uh, fertile ground for jokes and stuff with that too. Um, yeah, to kind of yeah. play with. The... I'm sure they'll find it. Yeah, they'll figure they'll it out. It. 
And I've just also, because I have a niece who like loves to watch Disney stuff, I've just put a halt on watching anything Disney animated or movies. Why? Why is because if she wants to watch it, then I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it before. This is great. Yeah. Like we can, yes, we can watch this five times in a row today. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like I'd be happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you see the Craven the Hunter trailer? How did we not start with? this? I don't know, but this is a good place. Oh this my, is a good, good. Lord. I think we can. I don't, do we need to talk about anything else after this? I don't think we yeah, need to. I'm so scrolling either. through it. I'm it's looking. all just kind of multiple Gwen Stacy's in the next spider. Okay, we get yeah, it. Yeah, we, we get kind it. Of figured that. Yeah, let's just talk uh, about this. Andrew trailer. Manuel Soto says Blue Beetle's part of the universe, part of future DCU plans, of course, because the the Linda Hamilton is going to be in Stranger Things next season. Okay, totally, that makes sense. Uh, Ghost Tsushima movie directors looking expanded sequels in TV. Oh yes, uh, that's a, that's a cool thing to note. Um, I actually listened to this interview. Uh, Chad's, oh, did you? Chad's, yeah, Chad Stahelski, uh, who's been directing the John Wick movies, um, uh, he he has been tapped to direct Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima that's official. I'm so excited. Yeah, he talked about. He was on Joe Rogan and he talked about it. Um, yeah, it's official. He announced it. He's doing it. Um, and then they're also trying to develop uh, TV shows and stuff like that as, as spinoffs of the property. But he's super excited about the game. He loves the game. Um, and he uh, is really excited to do the movie. So I'm, I'm excited for it. He's a great director. And uh, we saw a little bit of, you know, ninja slash, uh, you know, Japanese sword stuff in, in John Wick 4. So he's going to mm-hmm. get a chance to do a lot more of that in Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. I'm looking that, forward to that, yeah. Dude, that is... Oh, First of all, that game is amazing. Yeah. He'd also be a great choice, I think, for a Metal Gear Solid movie if we ever get that. Oh, he would um, be good. He would be very good. Yes. With that being said, yeah, let's talk about the Craven yep, trailer. let's talk about Craven. Um, it, and then we'll be... Yep, and then we'll talk about the movie. Yeah, you yep. watched the Red Band trailer, I'm assuming? Of course I watched the Red Band trailer. That's the only trailer to watch, yeah. man. He rips a dude's nodes off and spits it at the camera. Yeah. So this version of, of Craven... <laughs> like, when that happened, yeah. I was like, I am... I slapped my desk and I was like, I am in! Yes. Sign <laughs> me up. Let's do this. Uh, so this version of the character... Um, this actually... This trailer uh, gives us a lot of information, I think, about this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is good because I think a lot of people... If they don't know anything about this character, which I think will be a lot of people who watch this trailer, it's great for them to understand what this version of the character is. And then B, for people who do know the character, there's several versions. So I think it was good that they ironed out exactly what this version is uh, in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And basically, he he does have some kind of supernatural animal power uh, that happens when he's attacked by a, a lion as a kid or as a young man. Uh, and he's given the ability to talk or communicate with animals uh, and use them um, to like track people when he hunts and stuff like yeah. that, which I think is cool. I think that's a cool version. Uh, yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I, I think I think that's a cool thing. I, I kind of like that he has a superpower and is not just a, a rich guy. Um, I think that yeah, you kind of have to give him a superpower if he's going to go up against Spider-Man yes. in this kind of like day and age. Hundred like, percent. Just having like a so he's a good hunter isn't good. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I I like that he has a connection with with animals. I think that's a cool superpower. Yeah, and this movie seems to be his origin story and some you know kind of like maybe his first adventure, which is him kind of being an antihero. Um, I like it. Well, I think he's going to kill his dad. Oh, is that is that you think that's what they're setting up? I think up? that's what okay, it is. Yeah. I think because his dad left him for dead. Oh, okay. And he's been surviving on his own, and so now he's like, fine, I'm gonna kill him. Yeah. Like, like, I think maybe, I think maybe, like, his dad finds out he's still alive. Played by Russell Crowe, by the way. Russell Crowe, yeah. Who's been a lot of superhero dads. He has, yeah. Uh, Superman. Superman, uh, you're right. Superman, uh, he's, he was Zeus and Thor. He was, he was. Um, 
so Hercules' father. Um, and uh, and this one, I think, is there another one? I don't, I don't know. I liked him as Jor El. I thought he was great in that role. I thought he did a great yeah. job as Jor El. He's great. He he brought a like, I, when Russell Crowe's being really like normal and like uh, and like sort of like a, a, a subdued kind of nuanced performance, I really love him. Like he's the, it, it's basically like it, when he's doing Gladiator. <laughs> like I love mm-hmm. that version of Russell Crowe. It's yes, when he I gets into Gladiator, like Russell his Crow. like that's what we all loved yes. about Russell Crowe when he starts doing his like I'm a crazy drunk guy like. Stuff I'm just like, eh, not so much, Russell Crowe. Russell, <laughs> yeah, you haven't earned it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you're a big name star, but you have not earned it, yeah. my friend. Like, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, no. I, I, I well, when he's doing kind of like the earnest, kind of quiet role, Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. I love that. I thought he was great as Jor El. I think he he will probably be Dude, good in this. His little speech that he gives Kal El in the ship. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Like, you will be a symbol of hope. Yeah, you will teach them to run. Yeah, and they will bask. And it's just like. Oh, like I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps remembering it. Like I was just like, and I got, and I got it from the movie that we're that we need to talk about. But yeah, dude, like it was, like he's so good. Yeah, um, totally. Well, this looks this looks good and fun. Um, uh, you know, people who have seen it have said it's good. Um, I'm I'm all aboard for it. Like I'm, yeah. Give me give me all of this. Give me Craven. Aaron Taylor Johnson looks awesome. It, it looks, looks great. Brutal. Yes. It looks effective. It looks like they're really doing what we've been talking what they should be doing for a while and pushing the rate start pushing rated r adult like marvel content yep totally i think in this the movie, margins where you can yes i think this movie's gonna be good uh it looks looks great to me um yeah any, anything else before we jump into the movie no um that's a good yeah cool yeah superheroes the superheroes yeah i'm good all right so we saw a movie this week. We saw uh dc warner brothers uh the flash the flush yes the flush um, uh, we saw The Flash. Uh, Derek, what were your thoughts going into the movie uh, after the trailer? What were you feeling about it? Um, I was interested, obviously, mm-hmm. just because of all the overhype that the film has received. And um, everybody, and especially everybody saying that like it's the best superhero movie they've ever seen that's ever been made and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that carries some weight. You know, that's not just like something that gets thrown around lightly. So, um, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, let, let me say, it. let me say one thing uh, before we jump in. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, I had no, I didn't know this. Know this. Uh, apparently, Ezra Miller uses they them pronouns. So, yes, I'm gonna try yes. my best to use they them pronouns when uh, talking yes. about Ezra and Miller. I'm so glad you brought that up. We talked about it over dinner. AJ said he, and I was like they them. Yeah. Um, and and I messed up during our conversation last night. Yeah. But I, yeah. So if so yeah. So moving forward, I will try my best. <laughs> I will try. Well, sometimes yeah, my, my best brain as well. gets a little overclocked. <laughs> yeah. And I get a little ahead of myself. Yeah. And it's just like ah, and it will come out. And I'm sorry if it does. Like that is not what I mean to say. Totally. Um, I know it's they them. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I respect the hell out of that. Um, but if I if I mess up, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, there there is there is a a uh, there is a comedic conversation that could take place uh, for another time. Time and maybe by other people that need to have it but like about the idea like how horrible does a person have to behave before you like <laughs> can take liberty with their pronouns 
I just think that's funny. Uh, but it's Honestly, not the co- it's not a conversation oh, for now. I'd love to be a part of that conversation though. <laughs> but that I think that is funny. Even if there's just like a stand up bit in there, I think there's there's something oh, there is a stand-up there's something in funny there, in there. Sure. That's the joke right there. Yeah. You just go, how bad does a person like, have to be before we can quit using the like? Like if we if like, we discovered that Hitler used they them pronouns, like would we would we have to respect would we them? Use they them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's funny, but uh, <laughs> I think it's a fun conversation because you could make the argument for both sides. You're like, 100%. yes, they identified it. They're still part 100%. of the community, no matter how horrible they are. But then there's also the thing to be like, yeah, but he was history's greatest monster. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Uh, Ezra Miller is not, is by far not history's biggest monster. No. Therefore, uh, I will try my best to keep the pronouns consistent. Um, but that yes, being said, same. sorry, continue what you're saying. I just wanted no, to preface please. that, and I'm so glad. No, thank you so much for bringing that up. I I actually I spaced on it and I wanted to talk about that at least just be like you know bring it up and be like if you didn't know totally they ascribed to the mm-hmm. uh yes okay so getting back on track to the movie um mm-hmm. thoughts, thoughts I was going looking in. forward yep. yes lots of thoughts going in I was I was uh I was looking forward to it um I was open to what they had um I was aware of the downfalls that in some of the complaints that people had and I was looking to see how I how I felt myself for that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I will say it was good. It wasn't the best superhero movie ever made good. Right. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of problems that I had with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, st- and halfway through the movie, I realized, like, that's when I realized I was like, oh, they overhyped this movie because they really needed people to come see this movie mm-hmm. because people weren't going to because everybody knows about Ezra Miller. Yeah. And even then, did you see that it still was like 20 to 30 million under projected box office? I did see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And I, that has to be because of what he did. Yeah. Or they. Sorry, they. they. It's already starting. Um, yeah. The important thing is we yeah. catch ourselves yes. and we change. Like, yes, exactly. The desire to change is there. That's the most important mm-hmm. thing. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so that's kind of – that was my thoughts about it and I won't say anything more until cool. – because you know, I want to hear what you have to say and then we'll, we'll just – Totally. Yeah, I um, – similar. I was um, – I was opt- – so I – when people started saying that the movie was good, I believed them because uh, uh-huh. I don't think James Gunn has, has any reason to lie. He doesn't seem like the type of – person who would lie about a movie in well, order Well, he has a reason to now. Well, he has a reason to now, but he doesn't seem like the type of person who would lie. Uh and so right. I from from my obviously I don't know James Gunn, but uh yeah. yes, his from pub- your intimate his pub- Well, I know James Gunn. He liked a tweet of mine once, yeah. so it's fine. Uh his public persona doesn't seem like one of a liar. So um uh I believed him when he said that it was good. I never thought it was going to be the best superhero movie ever made. I just thought that that was impossible um when the hype started to overclock itself a little bit i was like oh no yeah this doesn't this isn't gonna do what you think it totally anyone who says that i really am taking that with a grain of salt and like just tempering Mm -hmm. my expectations that being said uh i think the movie is totally fine i think it is like uh it's it's uh in terms of what I'll say it's better than fine. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a. I, it is a I think movie. it's a good superhero movie. I think it's a great, a great Flash movie. Um, I can't imagine a better version of. Like, if you're going to make a Flash movie for the first time, like to me, this is like the best thing we're gonna get from that. Like the best mm-hmm. version of that we're gonna see. 
That being yeah. said, I don't think it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. Uh, it might, it might, for my money, be the best superhero movie of this year. I don't know. I think that's to be seen, uh, unless unless we aren't getting any other superhero movies this year. Um, I I probably enjoyed this the most. Uh, may, oh, well, I don't know. I think I enjoyed Across the Spider-Verse more. But um, this is a good movie, and it's not a bad movie. It's not an excellent movie. Uh, there's some issues I have with it, but I think it is a fun, great movie to see. And uh, I'm glad they made it. Uh, I'm glad it exists. Uh, I think it does a good... I think it, it does a really good service for all of the characters involved including Michael Keaton's Batman, which we'll get to. But I think all the characters involved in this movie, uh, I think it was helpful for their characters. And I, I like what they did with Ben Affleck's character. I, I uh, uh, um, yeah, all of that. So yeah, I, I think it met my expectations. Um, it didn't quite meet the hype that, it, once the hype got overclocked, it definitely didn't meet that. But I do think it, in terms of like, I don't think the people who really loved this movie and talked about it in the in the trades about being a really great movie, I don't think they were wrong. I just don't think it's the greatest superhero movie of all time. Uh, right. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. yeah. Should we talk about it? Sure. Let's do it. Um, uh, I guess we can start with like the overall story of it. What did you think of yeah, like the... Yeah, let's just start with the overall yeah, story. Yeah, the plot I liked it. it. Yeah. I, thought, I thought the plot was really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know... Start to finish, it, it had good pacing. Yeah, like I was never bored. Right, I was always like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like just kept going. Um, it, yeah, it's. it's uh, I guess we should say it's a very straightforward kind of time yeah. travel, back to the futurey kind of plot. So being a time travel movie yeah. is surprisingly straightforward. Yes, and very linear. It is. Vi- which... It is literally like the Flash keeps trying to go back and save his mom, uh, figuring out different ways to save his mom from dying. And and the and dealing with the repercussions of changing things in the past. That's essentially what the movie yes. is. Um, right. And it is. I think it executes it well. It hits all the story beats well. Um, the pacing, like you said, I think is really good. Uh, so this story wise, I think it was solid. Like I, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you yeah. think of Ezra Miller's performance as Barry Allen and younger Barry Allen? Uh, uh, I thought they were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I thought they did a really good job. I can see why people were so like in the community were so like oh no not him yeah. like yeah you know like and i'm like we gotta save this movie it's like i get that yeah. like i get that why you know because they also just don't want the character of the flash to get pulled down totally. you know and it's like i get that yeah but i thought ezra miller did a great job as both as both berries um i agree yeah yeah he was he was charming and fun and i was going into the into the stuff and aj was like no but i like him like, yeah it's like i know like i do too uh like, yeah don't. that's the problem yeah like, e- ezra miller i think brings a cool energy to the character that um i think makes the character stand out in a in a especially in 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 a world where he ha- uh, Ezra Miller uh, has to share the screen with some pretty big movie stars, uh, mm-hmm. and has to feel like he like they are holding their own against these other movie stars. I think the energy that Ezra Miller brings to this character is really fun and interesting, and it is it's an interpretation of like the brain of someone like Barry Allen would be moving so quickly. Uh, that I think the energy that uh, Ezra Miller brings to the role is palpable and I think suits uh, uh, what is going on in that character's head. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed the performance. I thought, and the emotional moments were great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I bought uh, all the emotional moments. Um, I, I bought that he was that uh, Barry Allen was younger. Like that, that was really effective for me. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I, I, uh, I, all, all of the motivations of both Barry Allens were great. Uh, they made total sense to me. Um, I, I love that the younger version, uh, uh, becomes obsessed with this. I thought that that was, uh, uh, a really effective storytelling tool because yeah, if you weren't ready for all of this and you were still a young, you know, like 18 year old and you found out your mom is going to die someday and you have the ability to stop it, uh, 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 quote unquote, you would become obsessed with it. Like if you hadn't mm-hmm. matured enough and you just like, were like, no, I have the power. I have all these powers. All of a sudden I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I, it felt so real to me. It felt like that's how most people would react. Uh, yeah. so I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I thought that element of it, the, the Ezra Miller flash, Performances I thought were really, really, really good. Well, say, Asan, I'm not getting up there, but I'm like not exactly in my twenties mm-hmm. anymore. And like, like I've I've said many times, if I woke up one day and had the powers of Magneto, I've said like my first words are like, "Oh shit's gonna change!" <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we all would be. That's why superpowers I don't think exist is because right. yet if we evolved there, because we don't know how to handle them. No, we don't know how to handle you know? the, the the shit we do have. Let alone yeah, <laughs> we, exactly. We can barely get yeah. by with what we do we, have now. We can't like, live as normal humans without murdering each other. Let alone if you had <laughs> laser eyes. <laughs> Dude, straight up. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. People have found the way to become dictators and mass murders and serial killers with their just normal bodies. If you give them... Yeah, by just being yeah, humans. If you give them the ability to fly and shoot lasers out of their eyes, I think uh, we're pretty doomed. And control, like, <laughs> control... And telekinesis, like, we're all... The world would be dead in, like, a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That is... Um, that, that, that would be an interesting movie to make. It's like a... <laughs> One per- I mean, they kind of did it with Brightburn, but it, it kind of was just a, as a kid. But, like, that'd be yeah. interesting to just, like, uh, all of a sudden, you know, a few people wake up with superpowers and the world just descends into <laughs> into chaos. Sectionized chaos. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. Warring factions. Be like, I follow this superpowered mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Um. Totally. Uh, no, Ezra Miller was getting back to it. Ezra Miller was great as The Flash. Yep. I thought they did a great job. Yep. Um, yeah, I bought the relationship between them and their mom. Oh, 100%. I thought that was the mom was um, great in this. Uh, the actress great was really anchor good. point. Yeah, 100%. I love it. And I know and I know that it's always been Barry Allen's anchor point, but like yeah. um they they sold it really well. Yeah, I movie. think it was realized really well. I think we spent enough time uh uh with them together like the mom and and the young Barry Allen to really understand like why Barry Allen like loves his mom so much. Uh mm-hmm. it felt real to me. Um yeah, it was really good and I, I think I like the the message of the movie, and, and the message is what basically what Barry uh, Barry, Allen's, Barry Allen's mom says to Barry is sometimes, not every time, but sometimes you just have to let go. And I thought that that mm-hmm. was it's a simple but also very true and resonant kind of message. And I thought that that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, what? Let's get to um, some of the other characters in the movie. Um, let's start with uh, chronologically, I guess. Ben Affleck's Batman is in this. Um, as sort of like the mentor to Barry in his home universe, um, he helps him out, uh, you know, on uh, when he can uh, before he gets even before he starts doing all the time travel stuff. Uh, what do you think of the use of Ben Affleck's uh, Batman in this? What do you think of his performance, the action scenes, the look of the character, all that kind of stuff? Quick, clean. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. The look I need to talk about. Okay, sure. Let's let's hear it. 
not the generalized like idea of the suit, but every time they did a close up on Ben Affleck's uh-huh. face in the cowl, it looked real bad. Okay, yeah, I didn't notice. I mean, I'm sure it probably did. I didn't really notice that. Um, but what 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 about it looked bad to you? It looked really it looked CG like bad CG, like unfinished CGI it probably like on his was. face. Like it just it was unfinished. Like it looked even AJ was like she she turned literally turned to me in the movie and she goes, What was that? Yeah. No, she's like, is that what the rest of the movie's gonna look like? Like, why are we watching this? And I was like, well, let's hope not. Yeah, I'm sure there were you know. shots in this movie where they shot it because I mean I think they do this sometimes anyway. But I'm sure there were shots in this movie where they shot Ben Affleck's face and added the cowl later in CG uh, mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Maybe he simply just didn't want to wear it. <laughs> uh, I mean, which I go, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, just put the cowl yeah. on, dude. Like, you're making millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think you could be inconvenienced for. Yeah. A- but who knows? Who knows? We don't know. We're just speculating. Nothing uh, against Ben Affleck. Yeah, it could, He's not a slacker. Yeah. I just like... Yeah. <laughs> if that was what it was, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, Have an itchy face for a couple hours. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. locked his head in a tiny box. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I so yeah, there there was a little bit of wonky stuff um, with with yeah. his character, but I think uh, the use of the character was good. Um, also, I thought I thought it was funny, like when they when they're having that scene where like he's just kind of sitting on his car and talking to Barry, um, Ben Affleck. He clearly is like much smaller than like uh, the shape he was in for any of those other Batman movies. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like when so they bulk him up with a trench coat. Yeah, exactly. They put this big giant trench coat on him. But like you can see it in his face that he's much slimmer than he was before. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it takes a lot of work and a lot of steroids to be as jacked as he was in uh all of the other Batman performances. Uh yeah, just a wall of a human being. Yeah, exactly. Especially uh uh Batman versus Superman. He was gigantic in that movie. He was yoked. I remember in the trailer when he's pulling, like he's training and he's like pulling the tire. Yes. And I was like, oh my yeah, God. Fl- flipping the tire and like hitting the, with the sledgehammer. Yeah. I was like, what in the world, yeah. dude? It, he, was, he was gigantic in that movie. But um, yeah, he was, it was funny because he was not gigantic in this movie. But as soon as he was in the suit, he was. <laughs> like in the Batman yeah. suit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that Batman suit, honestly, the gray one. I thought that was kind of a cool mm. looking suit. Oh, the gray and blue one's cool. Yeah. I don't the Batman's cowl, like Ben Affleck's Batman cowl ears thing situation. You don't like it that. just does not the, work the, for the me. Short I don't ears. like it. I don't like the scowling with the short but they're not short ears. They're like they're like barely sculpted. They're like little you know little I mean? they're nubs. Like pinched out of clay. Yeah, they're like little nubs that are just pinched out of mm-hmm. clay. It's like, no, have like hard, sharp ears if you're gonna go short, you know? I agree. Um like there's that because it does it's his I will say this: It makes him feel soft, mm. like as a Batman. Like all the other Batmans, if you look at them, they're spiky and hard, and they're just like, "I am the knight," yeah, you know. Yeah. Like he's kind of like fluffy. Yeah, to me, it makes it. His edges are soft. I, I get what you're saying. It's more of a rounded look. To me, that mm-hmm. trans like to me that reads is more like, and especially in the other movies when he was like in big, like bigger shape. To me, it reads more as like he's more of a rough and tumble Batman. Like he's more of like mm-hmm. I'm gonna suplex you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he's more of that kind of Batman. He's more of like a like a like a sledgehammer Batman. Uh, Have you ever been choked, thr- choke slammed through a wall? Yeah, exactly. Like, You're about why to are be you asking me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I totally get it. I'm more of a fan of like the angular ears as well. Um, I like the way that silhouette looks uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in okay. like the the moonlight and stuff like that. Like the more traditional ears on the cowl. I like that. But you know, I'm, I I didn't mind the direction they Everybody's went. Got their Everyone's got their preferences. Everyone's got their preferences. Yeah, it's my opinion. Totally. You know, what does it matter? Um, it's just me. But uh, for your sake, we did get another Batman <laughs> with uh, with pointy ears. We did. Uh, we got Michael Keaton's Batman in this movie. One of. 
one of the best. Yeah. Uh, Some would argue the greatest. <laughs> I would argue against that. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was good to see him back as Batman. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. I, I after yeah. we watched this movie, AJ was like, "We need to watch the Michael Keaton Batman movies." I was like, "I can't believe you haven't seen them, but yeah. yes, we will watch them." <laughs> yeah, like, we can watch them tonight if you want. Yeah, <laughs> I also loved. Uh, there was one. There were a few jokes in this movie that I thought were really funny. I think the movie overall is funny, but there were a couple jokes that really worked for me in this movie. And one was, I, it seemed like a joke they added in ADR in post. But uh, they're walking up to the, uh, the the you know the Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, oh manner. yes, dude, that got a laugh and, out of the entire. <laughs> Theater Miller, I was in last night. Ezra Miller goes, "What is this hell?" <laughs> yeah, Barry Allen too. Yeah, younger Barry. What is this hell? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I was not ready. For I that. was taking a sip of water at the time, and I almost shot it out of my nose. Like, what is this hell? <laughs> I thought that was very funny. It was so good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was, that got me. Uh, there were a couple other jokes that I thought were really funny too, but that one was like that stood out. I was like, that oh one, my god, that one was the best joke of the entire <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, like, hands down, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I love Michael Keaton in this. Um, was he totally necessary to the story? No, but like it was. I I'm glad that he was there. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad that he, it yeah. existed and it was fun and it was cool and the movie needed. Um, I think it needed a a. A, a support character that could that could uh, add add to the movie, and I think Michael Keaton's yeah. presence definitely added to the movie. Well, you can't really. I mean, Kara was great, but she doesn't really bring a lot to the. She table. doesn't do you know much I mean? in this movie, unfortunately. What's up? Uh, I felt like she didn't really do much in this movie. No, unfortunately, she she's there to be a tank. Yeah, she's there to be a tank. She's there. Um, they're kind of like you, a get out of jail free card, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, um, but no, I like. That's why I liked Michael Keaton yeah. as Bruce Wayne, like supporting Barry mm-hmm. and being like, "All right, man, like you're insane, but like, so am I." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, totally. You know, where it's like, literally, insane new best friends, fist bump on three, mm-hmm. like. You know, and I like that he was like slowly coming out of care, like coming out, like going back into the cape and cow and be like, all right, one last ride. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. I love that he was, when he was like, when they were like, where have you been? He's like, Gotham is the safest city in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, like well, I retired. It, it worked. Like, it's fine. It's like, what I did worked. Yeah. So I'm done. I also like I that. I make spaghetti in <laughs> yeah. my kitchen and I hang out barefoot. I, like, yeah. I also like that too because, uh, you know, that rarely is the case. Like, it's always bat- or Gotham is always this, like, perpetually, like, terrible city. But I kind of like that, that in this, this version. This monster yeah. that consumes Batman and everything that he loves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or cares about. Yeah. It's just like, I will take every. So it's, it's a, like, is. Now. Wouldn't Gotham be the true villain? Mm, yes. Mm. These are the these are the Me questions we need to ask ourselves. These are the questions we should be asking, but we're not going to. We're going to keep talking about the Flash. Yeah. No, I like I like that element. I like that his his uh, it worked, and he kind of. But because of that, he kind of like he was retired. His hair was long. Like I liked all of that. Yep. Like it was. He was just chilling. Yeah, he was literally just chilling. Um, Ascots and sandals, baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I loved Michael Keaton in this. I thought he was great. Um, his the action sequence he gets, uh, he gets a couple good ones, but the one where he takes out all those guys in that like silo or whatever, I thought that the was silo great. was great. Um, yeah, I think th- it was... I love how he just disappears and uses them as bait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just like you immediately. He's like these two chuckleheads are gonna like screw this yeah. up so bad. I may as well just hide and wait for them to do it so I can just help out. Yeah. Totally. I loved his I loved his bulletproof cape, like yep. just standing there taking all the bullets. Like everything was great. I was like, this is just such it's so good to see him mm-hmm. on screen again. Yes. Like 
it, it, it was it was just fun to see a a truly like truly comic book inspired Batman like yes with his gadgets and like has a gadget for every situation you know dude when he when he parachutes or glides out of the the the, the bat wing and you see the bat wing silhouetted against the moon and he's like flying down yes. I'm like come on bro like what more do you want you know what I mean oh I know I was like I, most iconic shot of the movie right yeah there. it was just and it's not even the Flash. Ex- and that's exactly. bad. Exactly. I was like, Batman gets the coolest shot of the entire <laughs> yeah. film. Yeah. No, it was totally... Well, it was just fun. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I didn't really... No, I, no, I was just please, saying, please, it, it was cool to see, and, and this is kind of the point I was making earlier when I think this movie did a really good service for the, the characters involved. It was cool to see that Batman, like, the, the Michael Keaton has a gravitas as Batman that, like, I think is, is, is all his own. And it was nice Absolutely. to see that character... Give, given the opportunity to do stuff in, with modern technology uh, to where mm-hmm. like he's doing stuff in this movie that they just couldn't have done in the 80s uh, like like, like all fuck? of the yeah, gliding is, and all also of that us- yeah. yes but he's also using 80s technology too yeah. which is so like 90s technology uh-huh. is so great yeah, like, it's, it's, he's it's great I love this Batman that was like somehow prepared yet behind the times and it was just like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. like but he was like but he's still Batman mm-hmm. so like come on yeah like, <laughs> No, he gets to hold his own. He's not good with computers anymore, but like he can fly and take like alien spaceships down. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was great. Um, I loved it. Loved the way the Batwing worked. It was kind of gyroscopic, and like the ship mm-hmm. moved around his uh, cockpit, yep. which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought Batman was really cool in this. I loved the the, the suit he wore with the yellow, the the OG yellow logo. I thought that was really cool. I loved that everything for his was like bat theme. Like there was logos, Batman logos everywhere. Like even the 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 kite they were using to attract lightning was in a bat yeah, lo- like a course. bat logo. So I was yeah. like, this is so good. It's so nice to see yes. this like super like kitschy comic booky Batman. And like mm-hmm. it made me it, truthfully, it made me want to rewatch the Michael Keaton mm-hmm. ones because I'm like, I miss that overly comic booky like it's fun to have the serious like real life ones because then we get Robert Pattinson's Batman who just shoves a jet engine in the back of a Challenger yeah. and it's like, you know what I mean it turns it into a battering ram yeah. it's just like yes yeah. like give me more of that Dude, I need to rewatch that time, movie oh I watch I watch it about once every two months yeah it's so good I watch it all the time it's my favorite Batman that movie scene when they made. reveal the like the Batmobile and it, it's like a monster mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, no, and it's in that alley, yeah. and, you, and you see the blue and white flames like light it up from the end, but you still can't quite see yeah. what it is. Yeah. And then it just has that scream of the engine yeah. as it draws. It's like yeah, just this roar. It's like yes, dude. <laughs> quickly, quickly. It's still that shot too, where the penguin like after he has the tankers that roll over and they explode, yeah. and he's like, ah, I got him, and you just see the car launch out through the place, just this angry harbinger of doom. Yeah. Like, this unstoppable juggernaut of rage yeah. <laughs> like just like i don't care what it's gonna take i will run you down <laughs> like dude yeah that movie's great um i love that movie but no michael keaton's batman is so good and he's so much fun and i just I, it was great that he was also kind of their get out of jail free card too totally yeah he was he totally you know, with his was little gadgets yeah. and stuff yeah and w- so what'd you think though. of uh cara as uh, supergirl i thought she was fine yeah. She did what she needed to do. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to be a complicated character. This isn't the Superman that we're going to be spending time with, no. you mm-hmm. know? Like, especially after the DCU shuffle that's coming up. Right. It's like, this isn't the Superman. It was cool to see Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Thought it was great. Um, um, yeah, she didn't really... I don't know. I thought that her death was interesting as a nexus point. Mm-hmm. You know, that she has to die. Mm-hmm. 
in that universe, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, Keaton, no, Keaton's Batman, was, too, for that matter. He, he's yeah, killed. Yeah, oh, he's killed oh, as well. Oh, his death. I, yeah. I cried. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a good. It was. Those were both good moments. Um, she, man, she really can handle herself, though. She, uh, she was, she was giving it to Zod for a while. Oh there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, AJ was like, I want to be here for Halloween. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I like. I was like, You be super yeah. girl for Halloween. I loved her suit too. I thought that suit was great. Her it looks good great. in live action. Uh, it wonderful, wonderfully designed. I wasn't sure when I saw it in the pre-pro photos. Yeah. But uh, but now that I saw it on screen, I was like, excellent choice. Like that looks amazing. Yeah, it looked great. I think it, it's cool to. see. It looks comfortable. It too. does look comfortable. It's cool to see that suit, like a Superman type suit, on like a frame that, uh, like a small wiry frame like that. Because mm-hmm. we're so used to seeing it on like gigantic Henry Cavill. These ripped dudes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's cool to see. Well, it. not all Superman hasn't always been. Ripped. That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, Christopher Reeves wasn't like exactly a bodybuilder, but the original dude in the black and white. Here's my gut to save the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that's Mighty Mouse, yeah. but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, no, I thought I thought that was a cool look. Like I thought the it, the character design was really cool. Like I loved the her hairstyle. Mm-hmm. I loved the way the suit looked. Oh yeah, looked. it was very cool. It was great. Like I I thought her her style of action was really good. Uh, like her fighting mm-hmm. style was really cool. It was a lot of like the um, uh, like. You know, you know, speed of light into a into an action move, it like highlighted by mm-hmm. a punch or a kick. I thought that was really, really cool. That's like a, such a cool way to fight. Is like, yeah, <laughs> like going from yeah. point to point, like it. at hyper used, speed. Like it was really cool. They used ramping really well in this movie. Yes, like very effectively to the point that I didn't even like in three hundred. It's an aesthetic style choice, yes. right? Where you're like, whoa, yeah. But like in this movie, they just do it subtly to kind of get you through and be like, these people are fast. And I thought that that was a really, it was really used effectively as a tool instead of a style choice. Yeah, I thought the movie was really well shot. I think all around, it was it, like all the action, like. Every there's so many characters in this movie that are able to move like at the speed of light, uh, <laughs> like between the Kryptonians, Kara, and the Flash. But I all three of those like felt like their own style. But you could always tell what was going on. You could always mm-hmm. see what was happening. Like I thought it was it was shot and like choreographed really yeah. well. They, yeah, they choreographed it very well, mm-hmm. and they kind of let you. They really dissected their fight scenes well. Yes. And um, you always knew where, in conjunction to the other players, the other players were. You know what I mean? And so you're able to kind of map out the fight if you're paying attention. And I thought that was really well done. Um, one of my favorite Michael Keaton Batman moments, because it felt like so such uh, such a Batman way to fight, is when he takes on the big like kind of Kryptonian juggernaut guy. Yes, yes. And he, just slapping bombs, slapping on him. the bombs on him. Like uh, that's such a Batman thing to do. It is. Uh, it was using using your grappling gun to attach yourself to a larger, stronger being, and then using bombs yes. on the opposite side of that creature, using their body as a shield. Yeah. Like such a Batman it was, thing. It to was do. so Batman. It looked. It was so satisfying to see. Like that. That's the type of stuff. Like it was very. Um, Batman animated series like that's what it reminded mm-hmm. me of like these yes. little like controlled yes. explosions and he's like moving around the guy like I thought all that. it it gave me the same feeling of like whenever you see a Spider-Man movie and Spider-Man does something really spider-like and you're like oh, oh yes. that's cool you know what I mean like, like yeah exactly <laughs> like uh, if it's a bigger one I forget is it is it a movie or is it a 
He's crawling all over a guy and that's just like Amazing Spider-Man like, Two. Amazing Spider-Man yeah. Two. Yes, when he's crawling all around just, the, the, liz- the lizard and he's like webbing lizard. him at the same time. Like, no, it's not. Uh, Spider-Man One was the lizard. Amazing Spider-Man. Sorry, was then it the was lizard. Amazing Spider-Man. You're yeah. right. Amazing spider Yeah, that's right. He's crawling all over him and it's like, yeah, like that that kind of like, stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, that's what we want. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing too in the second one when he when he they modified his swing and he like he whips out and then starts. Pulling yes, up the rope, that, yes, you know, as he yes. to get more like leverage on his swings yes. and stuff. I was like, ah, that that <laughs> attention to detail is like you don't get that unless whoever's making the movie really loves what they're doing. And that's where I think I will say I think the DCU is going to possibly obliterate Marvel at this stage mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. let's be honest, Marvel at this point, the last phase has not been good. No, no, they've been struggling. It's been garbage. Yeah, they've it's been, been real bad. Yeah, real bad. And after that kind of stuff, I go, if this is what you're planning on putting out and this is how you're going to perform, you're going to get slaughtered mm-hmm. by the DCU mm-hmm. because they are going to recruit. Because what's the one thing that, like, the one thing that James Gunn constantly says is, like, you recruit people that love the material to make the material, yeah. you'll get a good movie. Yeah. And it's like, they're just going to do that. And I think they're going to let people have their artistic expressions and their styles mm-hmm. and just let people kind of do it. And everything will just be under a name, not because Marvel has a style mm-hmm. that it, you know, and it's like, okay. But like, I think DC is prepared to, is getting ready to obliterate it with just the freedom of choice and expression. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you know, and not necessarily that. being tied to like the larger overarching storytelling. It's just like, we're just making uh-huh. movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's and refreshing. if Superman happens to show up in a Batman movie for five minutes, yeah. so be it. We have the means to do that and make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm so, I, like, I am so excited for a Superman movie now. Like, after seeing this, mm-hmm. like, I love that the fight scene against the Kryptonians happened during broad daylight in the daytime. Because that, mm-hmm. that's, you yeah. don't see that a lot because I feel like no. it's, like, CGI is harder to do in, like, harsh daylight like that. But it, it's so refreshing to see. Like, one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite things about uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, especially the one where it opens up with uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man just, like, in free fall. And all that, and he's like yes. swinging through the city. All that happening during the daytime. There's just something about the daytime that, like, I think is really cool for superhero movies. Uh, uh, and I love that that fight scene happened in daytime. And that makes me really excited for uh, another live action Superman to see Superman flying around Metropolis in daytime, fighting, doing his golden doing boy his thing, golden boy thing, helping a little. People. I still say they should help. They should have a scene mm-hmm. or a moment where he helps a little old lady across the street. Yes. You know. Yes. Or it, like, saves a cat out of a tree, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there you go, citizen, yep. have a good day. Saves a like, bus. Superman! Yeah. Saves a bus from falling off of a bridge, you know, he catches it yep. and flies it back up, sets it down. Yep. Yep. A, or a subway car where the bridge is out, it's going to go. Exactly. He just, what he does is he just comes through and just grabs across the tracks. He's like, ha-ha! Yeah, exactly. Like, just, don't worry. Like, you have to, we have to really believe back in the, don't worry, Superman will save us. Yes. 100%. We need all of that. We need the... We need it. We need Jimmy Olsen running around being like, Superman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Clark, Superman. I wish I could be like Superman one day. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, man. I'm really excited for Superman. Um, it's going to be so much fun, especially because James Gunn is directing and wrote it. I'm like, a James Gunn Superman movie is yeah. going to be crazy. It's going to be so good. <laughs> um, uh, what else in this movie? So, um, uh, what other characters do we get? We talk about all the characters. Uh... Well, we didn't talk about the most important character of the entire movie. Oh, who's that? 
Nicolas Cage's Superman. Oh, that is true. <laughs> I, I, the movie that never was, but got so close to dude, being that. Made. That sequence, I was not ready for that. I thought that that was amazing. I wasn't either. I thought but the it was, minute I saw the spider with the the minute I saw the long hair and him flying up, I was like, oh, they did it. They yeah. took a scene from the movie and they made it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is so like I thought that was very cool of them to put in the movie. Like that's so awesome. Uh, I, know. I know Kevin Smith was AJ, probably stoked. <laughs> I had just randomly been talking about it like a week prior, mm-hmm. and AJ didn't know anything about it. So when we went in, she looked at me and she hit me and she was like, "Is that the timber?" I was like, "Yes, that's what it would have looked like." <laughs> like. Oh man, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I thought that was so cool. Um, all yeah, all the little Easter egg stuff in the movie I thought was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so it turns out like there's a version of the Flash that's in the Speed Verse or whatever. The time travel, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that By the time we got to that, I'll be honest, I was a little like, okay, I don't care. It felt a now. little tacked like, on. It felt like... It did. If we're not going to have a fight scene with this character, who cares? Uh, that's kind of how I felt. Well, then why even include the character at yeah. all? Just have him, like, do, instead of being pushed out of the speed force, have him trip and fall out. Yeah. And don't be like this, I caused you. Be like, just like, a, it was fate. It was the universe. It was a nexus point. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And then at the end, you can just have them travel back in time and everything's, like, fine. Yeah, I I felt like it was a little tacked on and a little like it felt like a studio note to me it felt like Mm -hmm. well we need like a scary villain character in the speed somewhere yeah exactly and I'm like even though he's terrifying yeah I think I think it just felt like it was paid lip service to the idea that like because I like the idea that young Barry would become obsessed with this but like the idea Mm -hmm. that like all right, well, now we got to confront a future version of the younger Barry who's obsessed with this and he's all deformed and weird looking. I just felt like maybe there's a grain of a cool idea there, but like there wasn't enough time in this two and a half hour movie like to really make that feel worth entertaining. So I was like, this is, it felt they like could have cut that. that it, yeah, they could have. I felt like that was either the original screenplay idea mm-hmm. or like a secondary screenplay idea that some producer was like, but what about my idea? Yeah. And they were like, fine, Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the villain of the movie, I mean, this is a movie that doesn't, the villain of the movie is the obsession with time. It's not necessarily a mm-hmm. person. It's yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, you're fighting against your own sort of expectations. And I thought that yeah. that was fine. It didn't need a big scary villain. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good enough lesson for for kids today is be like, sometimes you are your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Like, Check on yourself and make sure you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I agree. Um, yeah, uh, if uh, if <laughs> what what could have been interesting and could have set the the groundwork for later Superman stuff, uh, it could have been interesting if they wanted to go the route of like, okay, one of you know a villain, you know, a villain in the Speedverse thing. Uh, it could have been interesting to see. Uh, if they would have had more time with Michael Shannon, but I think they they only had a couple days with Michael Shannon. I think there they could have been there could, like day. <laughs> yeah exactly there could have been a version of this script where Zod realizes that he's traveling through time and and mm-hmm. figures out a way to infiltrate that because I mean Superman is a Kryptonian and he eventually figures out that he can travel through time by moving faster than the speed of light. So maybe Zod could have figured it out in this movie, which would have laid the groundwork for Superman in his future movie to be able to do it. Well, as we see in Man of Steel, Zod adapts very quickly. Very to quickly. Being on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Man of Steel, he adapts frightfully quickly to the power, so it wouldn't take him long to be like, oh, he can run fast enough. Like, yeah, like have them have a fight in like the time. That would have been thing. great. Like 
that would have been awesome. And then yes. you can defeat Zod in that. And it doesn't affect the uh, the universe you were just in, and yeah. you know all that. And then it's like run back and save, like run back and not learn to not like mom can't be saved. Because think think you about know? this as a as a as a as a final fight scene between Michael Shannon and the two berries, like. Each time one of them's about to be defeated, they run back in time and reset. And they're basically mm-hmm. they're trying to like beat each other to the punch, literally. You know what I mean? I think that yeah. could have been really yeah. cool. Um, oh, just a flurry of a bunch of like moving so fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, speed yeah. bagging Zod's head. Yes, <laughs> I think that could have been crazy. But uh, we got the movie that we got, and I, I was fine with it. It just it was a little that like the I think the the ending was a little clunky with what they were trying to do. But um, yeah. Overall, I think I give this movie like a like a B, like a B. Is like, I give it a I give it a solid B. Yeah, it's a B. It's like an eighty percent. It's not a B plus. It's solid. Yeah. It's not a B plus. It has enough problems with the with the graphics and stuff that it just doesn't like work for me. So it's not a B plus, but it's definitely a solid B. It's an enjoyable movie. It is let down in certain aspects, but overall, it's a good time. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, like I I'm not mad I saw it. Yeah. You know? I will say one more thing about this. Um, overall, I think the movie was pretty well shot and pretty well done. I did not love the the sort of opening action sequence where he has to save the people from the exploding building. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I think... I think there's I, I get that they wanted to show off, like... They wanted a scenario that only the Flash could, could succeed in uh, by using right. his... So I get that. But I think the construction of it was a little too. Uh, I think they were trying to accomplish a little too much. Uh, 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 what they were going for was a little too. It uh, was just outside of their reach of making that successful and compelling. Because it, it ultimately comes off very cartoony to me. And I think mm-hmm. there could have been a way to do a sequence where you know you it's unique to the flash but is a little bit more visually grounded that doesn't feel like an explosion of cg literally and figuratively right, right at the top of this movie um right. i think you need, to, you need to like ease us yeah into i it. think they could have grounded it a little because, bit more and i don't like that andy machete was like and i get what sequence he's talking about but sure. he was like the VFX, like, it's just because it's from Flash's perspective. I'm like, well, that statement doesn't really work for the entire movie. It right. works when he's in, like, the time yes. bubble. Yes. But, like, and that one I was, like, willing to give it to him. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, that's fine. That looks fine. Look fine. Yeah, that's it's fine. It's a time bubble. Like, I, I don't know what time time bubbles look right. like. Like, whatever. So, um, you know, like, that totally worked. But, like, I'm talking, like, you know, Ben Affleck's CG face and, like, all that stuff. I'm like, there's just a lot of, like... There was just a lot of missteps with the CGI in this movie that just didn't quite do it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. wasn't the worst I've ever seen, but it definitely was like you guys needed to pump a little bit more money into that. I think. Yeah, I think you could definitely still do a building collapse. I think the explosion and having all the fire was was a was a misstep because I think it immediately throws it into cartoon land when everything turns orange. Mm-hmm. But like, and yes. and the babies thing, I think was a bit much. Um, baby's thing was way too. I much. was like, why do they have to be babies? Why couldn't he just save a group of adults um, that are that are easier to animate? And we we have precedent for what CGI people look like. Um, and, yeah, and also when you slow down when you do the slow mo <laughs> with the babies and they don't look real. Yeah, that's it's tough. It's really tough. The dog was a bit. The much. The dog was also a bit much. I think because it tonally, I think it was weird too. Because this is such a. They're trying to be like it's wacky. Like the the flashes here is a support person. The things he has to do are funny and fun, right. and he helps people. And I'm like, 
then then don't make it such a Ezra Miller did to some people so it doesn't right and also don't make the scenario so um like babies flying out the window of a building is not something we should be like this is fun you know what I mean? Like that's like right. that's dark and no. weird. Like I want to be worried with, with all the scalpels coming towards yeah, the baby. I was, I was like, like, this is not. There's not. It was just a weird they kept tonal thing. They upping the ante, yeah. and I just was like, why? Yeah, it felt like uh, it felt like they were trying to be funny, but it just wasn't. It wasn't landing. I feel like you could have mm-hmm. done like if you want. You can, I feel like what you have to do is lower. You can still keep the same amount of danger, but lower the emotional stakes in a way that yes. like make yes. it like. What if I'm trying to think of a scenario? Because uh, even if you wanted it to be like, uh, like kind of wacky, you could have done it like maybe there's a group of like wacky kids on a on a field trip, but they're like not babies. They're like you know, kids on a field trip would have been way better. Yeah, middle school kids, and either they're in a building that it collapses, or like maybe there's some kind of like highway accident on their bus and they need to be saved, or something where like you can set it up by like the kids. You can see the kids being goofy, and it's all just kind of fun, and maybe yeah. you know, like. But the fact that it's like babies and like a woman screaming and flying out this window, I'm just like. This doesn't feel like something we should be trying to make jokes about. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just felt like this is not funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, in any event, um, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I did too. I think James Gunn uh, is going, I think he has a bright future. Uh, I know he didn't direct this, but I think his, his vision for what these movies should be, I think, is 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 going to be good for DC in the long run. Um, yeah, man. Um, you got anything else? No. Cool. All right. Cool. People uh, can find you online. Yeah, I'm out there. All right. You can find me online at Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Uh, Derek, thanks again so much for joining me. We will see y'all next week. Mm-hmm.